Hello and welcome to the States of Matter, a podcast from the Institute of Refrigeration's Women in RACHP Network. I'm Karen Perry and here to co-host is our network chair, Lisa Jane Cook. Hi, Karen. And this episode, we're continuing our theme discussing subjects of interest for our industry's women. We welcome Angelica Kutuk-Short. Angelica is a healthcare professional nutritionist. She has years of experience helping women struggle with many different health issues with a special interest in perimenopausal and menopausal women's health, as well as fertility issues. Welcome, Angelica. Hi, hi. Thank you, ladies, for having me today. Thank you for joining us. Um, I guess we'd love to hear a bit more about you and also tell us really what what does a functional nutritionist do? Yes, of course. So I'm Angelica. I'm a founder actually of Mind Over Food Method, also functional nutritionist and certified behavior coach. So a functional nutritionist actually means that I suggest and interpret the blood tests, actually, stool and diagnostic testing, because I actually believe future of healthcare lies in, in personalized, tailor-made nutrition. So that's why I kind of moved a little bit kind of that way, you know, test, don't guess. So that's what, what functional nutritionist uh, uh, means there. Excellent. Thank you. And yeah, tell us a little bit yeah. about you and your career and your journey. I've been in the nutrition actually over 15 years now. So, you know, been around the block. So what I do these days, I help to empower women over 40 to take control of their hormones, their weight and their gut health. That's kind of primary thing what I do. And um I have I have helped and worked with thousands of clients, either private or corporate, helping people really struggling with the weight loss, you know, but they don't know why. People struggling with hormones, perimenopause, menopause, PCOS, infertility, gut health issues. This really cropping up that gut health because I generally think gut is the mothership of our health. Okay, so. Fixing the gut can help so many other things. As as you guys know, I specialize in perimenopause and menopause. Also metabolic syndrome, that's something close to my heart, helping people to reverse type 2 diabetes. Karen, you mentioned uh, fertility. Actually, that wasn't kind of my main thing, but uh, at 45, I give birth to a healthy baby girl, and now I have so many inquiries about fertility after 40. That is, that is amazing. So, yes, that's that's pretty much about me. Also, just to say, it wasn't always like that. I didn't always know, you know, what to do and, and, and how to handle things. In my 20s, I was actually forced on overweight. That was, that was tough for me back then. It was... Uh, you know, really affected my confidence, affected, you know, the, the way I, I kind of function. So I really went to do, you know, my bachelor degree, master degree coaching to kind of learn things for myself, fix myself so I can actually uh, uh, help other people. Excellent. And so, how important yeah. is um, nutrition to, to, I suppose, our mental health? Um, and mental well-being and even kind of how that kind of links with stress in the workplace as well in in how we could actually make ourselves feel better through through nutrition nutrition I mean have a huge impact if you just think we literally you know we eat at least three times a day I hope <laughs> right three meals at least which is what I actually promote with no snacking so all these nutrients, all, you know, vitamin Bs, vitamin Cs, magnesium, it all coming from food we eat, okay? So if we want to, let's say, um, if we want to work on our stress or reduce the stress, we can do that through nutrition, okay? So having uh, green leafy vegetables, eating nuts, seeds, uh, you know, all those healthy foods will help. Also, sometimes we can go a little bit further, look for some certain supplement, you know, because a lot of our diets these days, they're not necessarily ideal, right? 
what is perfect diet okay you know who cooks three meals a day so you know depends obviously from person to person but we can do so much so much uh, uh, with the food especially in perimenopause and menopause hormones playing you know big part and and uh, we have to treat we, we have to help our hormones through the food itself it is rewarding your body isn't it i think you've said no snacking so i'm out but um yeah <laughs> i think most <laughs> of us do yet. <laughs> don't get out yet like listen listen there are few you know i will share some uh, you know golden nuggets here on nutrition and you know it is actually much easier than we think you know when i when i talk talk to people especially when i go to dinner i went with some um uh I have 10 years old daughter as well. We went, moms went for a dinner. And when I said their nutritionist at the table, seriously, everybody dropped there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like, yeah, it's like poor driving with port. a driving instructor. You kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah doing it but, all wrong. But I know, I was like, no, you know, it's not, it's not that hard, actually. What we, when we kind of know what to do, right? You know, and what I mentioned with snacking, you know, if we have proper breakfast, proper lunch, proper dinner, you actually don't need a snack. Okay. And having a bowl of soup for lunch, that's not that's not lunch. Okay. But Karen, we can make that soup a lunch, you know, add piece of chicken. Okay, add a piece of chicken, add a little bit of seeds and nuts, a little bit uh, uh, pumpkin seed, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, sesame seeds, and uh, maybe make some salad. That is lunch. And that soup turned into, right, turn into lunch. We can be creative, really, once you know how. Genuinely, it, it's not difficult. And I think some of those traditional diets, and I won't mention any particular names of, of any, but you're right, you know, a, a shake at lunchtime or a, or a breakfast shake or something isn't nutrition, is it? It's just kind of trying to, to fill a gap, but you're going to get bored. Um, you're constantly going to think about food because you're removing it from your diet. And I think, yeah, jokes jokes aside, I think like Lisa Jane, both of us enjoy exercise and, and going to the gym and, and then trying to, yeah, you can enjoy yourself as well yeah. while trying to eat healthy. I think where I Absolutely. suffer is when I'm busy and running around and haven't got time that you're not thinking about what you're you're eating and and putting into your body really yes yeah no that's true and listen I'm not here to you know prohibit anything I'm not here to you know uh, say you know don't need that don't need uh, this don't need that absolutely actually when you prohibit people something in general is it backfires right if you said child don't run what do they do they run our brain doesn't hear word no so if i said don't eat chocolate or you know don't eat uh, uh, rice it, it doesn't compute it really doesn't work in a real case uh, you know scenario it doesn't work so no prohibiting and i genuinely ladies i'm not here you know to um a lecture about any special diet any fad diets or anything like that statistics show women spend 17 years dieting in their lives okay and that that's actually shocking okay so what i'm going to show some tips that you really can use in everyday life i'm a very practical girl right i want to put it there and you can use it you know straight away and also, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but for women kind of in that midlife transition, it's not time for weird diets. Okay, this is not time to experiment. The time has passed, you know, from crazy diets, Dukan, keto, you know, what, whatever is gone. Okay, we should not experiment, actually. A reason for not experimenting now is that our hormones have a huge impact on the way we're processing food, the way we feel, all the aspects of our life, hormones take over, especially after 40. We always have hormones, right? But after 40, it's just that more prominent. And, and we just don't have enough digestive enzymes. We cannot 
uh, we cannot support eating certain food that we eat in our 20s and 30s. Our body cannot just process it, cannot digest it. And I'm so sorry to say this. I don't want to be, as I said, you know, Debbie Downer. But soon we kind of realize this, that we need to make little changes. I'm not talking huge things here. Please, people don't get scared, okay? <laughs> like, it's not that. But small little tweaks, they can make huge, huge difference. You know, because look, gone are the days where you can lose half a stone just skipping dinner for uh, for uh, uh, for a week right it doesn't go like this and also you know having a bottle of bottle of wine and pizza and you know uh, for dinner and wake up fresh as a daisy doesn't you know <laughs> i don't know it doesn't work for me i'm 47 it's just i, I just cannot do this anymore but i realized that on a kind of conscious level I was like, this just doesn't doesn't work anymore. And you know, don't get me wrong, I like red wine, you know, I, I like pizza and I do eat those, but I treat them as a treat, okay? And treat is different for every person, treat is different. I, I set my treats, you know, I'm going to have pizza, you know, uh, once a month. Okay, wine, I do do wine, but they'll be with the meal, always with the food. That's the trick with the wine, I think, or over 40. <laughs> For me, a lot of my clients work. When you have it with the wine, it does not affect you as much, and it's going to be a glass. A glass is 100 ml, is not a pint, yeah, you know. So doing those quantities, getting quantities right, we can still have everything, but it's going to be just in different quantities, okay? And I think that's that's kind of a good message. And also have those foods that you truly like, but treat them as a treat. Have them as a treat, and you set the timeline for your treat. I hope that makes sense. It sounds like we need to build some good habits. It's, it's a life style change isn't it rather than a diet absolutely so do you have any good tips for that because I think that's where people really struggle and like Karen said quite often we're we're all really guilty of it we're busy we're running about um many of us on the road so the first thing we do when we're hungry is stop at the garage and we'll grab a sandwich or you know a pasta salad or whatever and that is literally how we are day to day so what what could we do to actually form better habits to make those better choices yeah, Lisa, Lisa Jane, you are 100% right. It's all about habits. Like genuinely, you know, I mean that. And being a being an LP coach, you know, I really kind of try to help people with the habits. Because as I said, I'm not here to preach about any diets or anything. It just doesn't, you know, doesn't work. So to answer your question, prepping is very important. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I learned that a couple of years ago, and I genuinely think that's true. So, you know, having that breakfast, so you know what is your breakfast, right? So you've got it sorted out maybe night before, that will help. We're talking, you know, if you have, let's say, the breakfast is two eggs, you have a little bit of hummus, a little bit of avocado, and maybe some pumpernickel bread, right? That might sound quite big, but that is the breakfast, so that will hold you because you're having, you know, with avocado, you're getting healthy fats. Hummus, you're getting, again, a little bit of uh, healthy fats. You're getting healthy carbs, eggs. Eggs are superfood. Talking about superfoods, I'm not into, you know, superfoods and all this and that, but eggs are superfood. Having that healthy breakfast, it will take you straight away, good 1, 2 p.m. You won't be hungry. And you won't necessarily, you know, go into that <laughs> garage and, and and seek some snack, really. That's what, what we are after, okay? So preparation, very, very important. But preparation comes once we kind of actively change our minds, really. You know, talk to ourselves, get that habits, get into that, um, that uh, habit mode, okay? So preparation there. 
I think that is that is the biggest thing. And another thing I will say here, we need to check our sleep. Okay, a lot of women, especially over 40, uh, uh, have a problem with the sleep. And if we don't sleep, you know, we tend to eat much, much more. And we're talking around 500 calories, which is whole extra meal that we're going to have if we don't sleep properly. So solution here is check out your sleep hygiene. What are you doing night before? Because good day, good healthy nutrition day start with night before. When you're going to sleep, is it before 11? Do you have, a, 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 you know, devices hour before, not eating two or three hours before bed will help a lot with the sleep and not waking right does that 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 make sense preparation is really everything once you do prep right you kind of start creating habits as well yeah it does make a lot of sense and actually the sleep thing i think that probably resonates with all of us as well we're all terrible at managing it's been a bad things, couple of we? weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it is it what both of you <laughs> i think probably the last couple of weeks has been been worse with events and things like that and yeah enjoying yeah I know you know life uh, will never not be busy <laughs> ladies and you know that is that is the fact that you know we have to acknowledge is just kind of actively working on it you know bit by bit and in these habits does not happen overnight please ladies know that you know and then and especially over 40 actually progesterone is first hormone that we start losing progesterone regulates sleep you know it, it really is hormonal you know it's not you ladies it's hormonal you know over 35 and they will have huge huge effect and we're talking about estrogen progesterone thyroid hormone cortisol and insulin if we want to talk a little bit about hormones, these are the hormones that we need to look after via nutrition to help us out. And cortisol being the main one. Cortisol, as you would know, is flight or fight hormone, stress hormone. This one is the devil, okay? And, and, and you know, don't shoot the messenger here, ladies. Like, you know, what I'm saying here is I think it's good to, to know because, you know, GP won't have a time to explain this in detail so cortisol it's a primer hormone so it's the boss it's coming from kind of prehistoric times when we were chased by saber tooth tiger in order to save life we need cortisol okay because cortisol make us it's flight or fight hormone make us run save our lives so cortisol even to this date will be the primer if we are stressed we will produce cortisol and shut down production all of the other hormones so being stressed we shut down production of progesterone that we need for sleep shut down project uh, production of estrogen that we need for so many function uh, shut the production of insulin thyroid is shut down when we are stressed stress is one of those things that you know I'm sure you ladies talk, you know, in some other podcasts and stuff, but it's like big, big thing. Um, and we just have to find the ways to cope. And it's not about necessary, we all get stressed, as I said, that's that God given, I think, but it's how we perceive, how we cope. Are you the person come weekend and you cannot unwind, even for like hour or two? To me, that's sign of stress. We have to find those minutes or few hours at least in a week that we are, you know, by ourselves, with ourselves and really being mindful. Because this, being in that state, it's called this parasympathetic state, you actually calming that cortisol and give chance to all the other uh, hormones to, to, to flourish. With the cortisol, I'm going to talk nutritionally a little bit about those hormones, okay? So with the cortisol, avoiding processed food again, sugar, salt, vegetable oils, this will all present itself as a stress and raise that stress levels. What we can do actually, plenty of vitamin C, cortisol 
reduction, you know, vitamin C is important. Magnesium is super duper important. So ladies, if you have any problem, you know, cannot unwind in the evening, you know, struggle, magnesium is phenomenal thing. You can get it in griefy lean vegetables. We're talking, uh, you know, kale. We're talking uh, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. You know, you get them in those vegetables, leafy green vegetables above the ground. But also, as I said, magnesium glycinate, that really, really good supplement in that glycinate form it is amazing. It really can relax you and help sleep. That's one of the, the supplements that I really see great, great results uh, for that. So that's the cortisol. And, and you know, it's, it's a little bit tricky, right? We are in this... 40, 50s, and, and probably, I find it, you know, probably the most stressful time. You're having, you know, growing family, elderly parents or relatives, work, and that's the tricky thing, you know, when to find the time and, and how to do it. I think that's that's the hard part. But I think being aware that we are owed to find some time for us, we we, we really need to for our health, for our sanity, mental and physical health. I think once we kind of tell ourselves, and it's okay talking to ourselves, you know, apparently when we talk to ourselves, our subconscious listen, and subconscious is, is goal getter, okay? That subconscious will get you what you want, okay? It's not that conscious frontal lobe, which is, um, which set the goals, right? I'm going to lose you know, five pounds, okay, we set it here, but it's actually that subconscious that will get you that. You know, it's not easy in, in 40s and 50s, 35s as well, you know, it's not necessary, you know, we're talking about perimenopause, menopause here, but all these things can go, go before, because perimenopause uh, is the time before we, we got into menopause, it, it, it can last actually up to 10 years. And, uh, you know, we can basically, perimenopause means we're having menopausal symptoms, but we still have period. That's what perimenopause stands for. And then we have menopause, and then we have postmenopause, which is period after that 12 months uh, uh, without period. Okay, and I know some uh, uh, some clients that actually um, they have a problem even before something called premature ovarian in insufficiency, and they uh, have menopause onset in in their twenties. So you know, and this has to be diagnosed, obviously. It's, it's uh, but one in hundred women have that uh, condition as well. It seems like a lot of women for something that's really not known that widely. I mean, sort of, we're sort of sidestepping a little bit here and we've, we've talked about menopause. But actually to hear that figure that one in 100 would go through it at that very early age, it must be quite isolating. Like I say, because even as, as women in our 40s, we're struggling to get what we need, the support we need, or even just to be acknowledged at the moment. So it's really good to have all these nutritional tips just actually, so that, you know, we can arm ourselves with things that we can change now to actually have a positive impact on our health. Um, while Absolutely. we're waiting to go through the system it's true that's true knowledge is power and and i know it's a bumper sticker slogan but actually actually it's true it's true a lot of things can be done a lot of things and premature ovarian ovarian insufficiency normally should be pick, picked up by nhs you know those, those are ladies having problems with fertilities in particular right because if you you know, don't have period every month. If you, you know, have a lot of symptoms and stuff, it's, it's, you know, much harder to get pregnant and stuff. And sometimes hormonal therapy, you know, can can help there. So, yeah. But but the system, yes, system is tricky in terms of, uh, you know, helping hormonally. And I've done training with Dr. Louise Newson you know, fab doctor, but uh, she's all about um, HRT, right? And HRT is is great. I I saw some great results with with some people on on HRT, and I genuinely believe it's a 
epigenetic, how you're going to uh, react and which benefits you will get from HRT treatment. I, I generally believe that because somebody with um, postnatal depression, let's say, uh, will struggle with um, with HRT. That's that's kind of you know God given because obviously they have issues with hormones, hormone receptors, and and, and just won't work for them. Just just a brief thing on, on HRT. Probably some of your listeners might be interested. It, it could be great, especially with sleep, progesterone. It can help so so much. And some people can can take it for a while until you know you kind of reestablish that sleep pattern. Sometimes you need some kind of gap, right? You need to gap that bridge or bridge that gap. <laughs> That's what I meant uh, to kind of get to get into the better better routine and and help yourself out for like a couple of weeks and then you kind of on on, on a on a you know kind of into positive way and and you can you can manage that sleep okay so hrt plays definite part also what i will say with hrt is not treatment for depression can i just say this here because i see a lot of women you know coming into my world and they are antidepressants, you know, 45 antidepressants. And actually, uh, NICE guidance, and, and that's on NHS as well, site, states that um, HRT is not treatment for depression. Okay. And, and, you know, that's why we kind of really, you know, we have that exit strategy. And that really is nutrition. You know, and as I said, we we have foods bring because by the way, we get all the nutrients, you know, all the vitamins, all the minerals, everything comes from the food, you know, not the air we breathe, not the water, everything we have to import via food through our mouth. Okay. You want healthy, healthy fats, okay, for to, to build your hormones. By the way, all our hormones are uh, built from fat. Okay, they, they are synthetically, not synthetically, sorry, they are made of fat. So if you want your estrogen or progesterone or, or cortisol to be in a prime tip-top shape, we need to give body good uh, uh, good oils, okay, good fats. And we talk here, again, avocado is going to be these healthy fats, okay? We're talking avocado, we're talking, you know, I don't know, cooking with sesame oils, we're talking... Um, olive oil we're talking seeds nuts right coconut oil these are all all healthy stuff that, that we can have and on the other hand you know frying stuff like deep frying i mean we know that doesn't help us so you know i don't have to you know say that but that will have negative effect on those hormones okay because those are not the oils that will build those um those hormones and one more thing i will say and i generally think everybody over 40 or 35 shall i say <laughs> uh should have fish oils okay this is the supplement that i genuinely suggest to to every single uh, uh, person that i come in contact with our brain is made of omega omega-3 oils okay every cell contain omega-3 and they are anti-inflammatory anybody have any joint issues or you know painful creaky joints they are better than ibuprofen okay they work on same receptors uh, as as ibuprofen they're painkillers okay very very important you know fish oil and good multivitamin and vitamin d is something that we should have by default I, and I generally mean that all year around and your body, it's okay. These are only three that you can have nearly constantly. All the other supplements you need to be, if you're taking supplements, you need to be that little bit careful. But these three all year around, what I do actually, when I go on holiday, I don't take any supplements. I was like, I'm on holiday. I don't need anything like <laughs> I will, you know, holiday will fix things and that's what I think. And, and, you know, sometimes it's good to have a break, but uh, yeah, just a little, a little touch on, uh, on uh, supplements. So, it's a really nice way to think about 
diet and I think as yeah as a teenager throughout my 20s 30s probably that diet was always about weight loss and and how I looked and actually yeah to, to really think about it as nutrition and how you feel must impact people longer term um that you follow follow diets and as Lisa Jane said that, that lifestyle becomes normal for you yes yes and and uh, Karen that's the problem you know we kind of got used to things okay this getting get used to that's where the devils lie I think right we get used to eating certain food we get used to doing certain things and it's very very difficult to break away from that okay that genuinely is the problem and sometimes we need somebody to tell us we need somebody to shake us up like you know <laughs> it, it just doesn't work it, it you know and I'm I feel so bad saying, you know, like some people who hate me, <laughs> you know, but like we, we just don't have capacity to to process the same thing as we did in the 20s mm -hmm. and 30s, right? And I don't know about you ladies, but when I go to McDonald's, I used to like bloody McDonald's. I used to be addict. Like I genuinely, I, I, I was for like a six months straight in my 20s. I was having double cheeseburger and fries, I swear. Okay, I was a student, poor student. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> there's a little story here. And I was, and hence forced on overweight. But now, when I go with my 10 years old, we go in McDonald's, and, and you know, it's still alluring. Alluring, is that? Mm. Yes. <laughs> you still, I, I get the smell. It still gets me after all this you know nutrition studying working literally with over a thousand clients i was like damn it it smells like good <laughs> like you know smell actually and i learned recently is the um strongest sense that can go to limbic system and re remember it literally until we die it, it just doesn't go away and but now what i do my daughter will go and i will have Again, double cheeseburger, fries, always the same. And, you know, there was that excitement. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this tastes so good. And then literally 15 minutes later, yeah. I feel crap. <laughs> I feel like bloated, energy is down. I was like, what the fudge I did, you know, like, what have it I done It is remembering that feeling, isn't it? And I think if you go out for a, a big meal or something and you are in so much pain that, yeah, you can't move off the sofa. It's actually remembering how horrible that feeling is rather than, yeah, what you've done before that. Yes, and what I realized, again, it's all about like realization, you know, talking to ourselves and getting things in our heads. I was like, now this is not worth it for me. Like, I'm too old for that. So, you know, and, and, and you know, once I realized now, I actually genuinely, you know, confession here, I didn't have mcdonald's for last like three years or just and and you know that passion is gone you know smell is still there though mm -hmm. like <laughs> you know passing passing a, a high street i can still get the smell but i i'm above the that scent you know i'm above the smell i can i can handle it i'm over it it's those things you know like really convincing ourselves but we have to go through it you know and knowing like facts and figures it's much easier to to deal with the things uh, you mentioned yeah. sleep as well and I think there's a lot when you look at sort of diets now and nutrition that talk about kind of fasting and it it kind of works for me to to stop eating at 8 p.m and then not maybe eating again till kind of late morning is there kind of studies in that that you think that that fasting for women of a certain age um yeah. so that that is better to, yeah. to have spend less hours in the day eating obviously it's less calories but yeah what else is yeah current you just you just say you know fasting intermittent fasting this is my holy grail i i absolutely love intermittent fasting or time restricted feed whatever mm -hmm. you call it is absolute amazing i actually did want to talk about it <laughs> you know a little bit further down the line it is probably as i said i talk i don't talk per diet per se okay 
But intermittent fasting is actually not a diet, it's the way of living, is way of being. So skipping, uh, um, and, and that's pretty much what I kind of say to my clients is stopping the dinner seven, eight, and then leaving that 12 hours, the minimum gap. Okay. And that's anybody, anybody, any of your listeners really should be doing it. 12 hour gap. Uh, you know, between last meal and, and first meal in the morning. But if you want to take fasting on a little bit, uh, you know, another level, it's going to be, we're talking about 14, 16 hour fast. And 14 hours actually proven to be sweet spot for perimenopause and menopause and women, just put it out there. The benefits, oh my God, the benefits are, I, I, I actually done, See, I'm getting a little bit fired up. <laughs> I done a lot of research actually to, to answer your question on, on fasting in the last probably five, six years. Fabulous, fabulous. We're talking about um reducing cholesterol. We talk about reducing insulin because insulin is the is another tricky one. I talk about cortisol, insulin is blood sugar regulation. That that's the big one, okay? So um, fasting will lower insulin. Uh, what fasting does actually, um, a lot of diets, diets take your muscles away. You know, when you're losing weight, you're actually losing your lean muscles, okay? And that's something in, in, after 40 we, we, we cannot afford. We need our muscles, okay? We need the muscles because they are metabolically active, they burn fat even while we sleep. Uh, muscles are also important to support our bones so we don't get osteoporosis. And muscles, I mean, for our for our looks, right? You know, we you know, we don't want to lose those muscles. And fasting will preserve them, preserve those lean muscles. Also, actually. It's been proven it prevents uh, Alzheimer's, uh, uh, Parkinson's disease, and all the other uh, uh, neurodegenerative diseases. That's what fasting can do as well, right? It is anti-aging current. I can go forever, yeah? Like, <laughs> you know, so, so many benefits. And genuinely, if anything to recommend is that fasting and it's the easiest thing you can do and genuinely like anybody can do it it takes weeks to kind of get into the groove and and and, and do it yeah and it adds into that sleep as well because if you you're stopping eating at eight and you're hopefully then getting an earlier night you're really sleeping through to that point that 12 hours say and then yeah I, I, I think I like it because it does make you feel like you are doing something that is is quite easy I suppose to me and then it wouldn't be for everyone and then you do you enjoy your meals more as well and yeah I think certainly sleeping better as well it all kind of links links in a hundred percent hundred percent the worst thing is literally you're going to bed 10 and have you know some food nine o'clock I mean mm. that 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 cannot be good that cannot be good first of all your digestion your digestion need to rest Okay, when we are asleep, digestion is resting, we're recuperating. You don't want to leave your car outside and, you know, go to bed. Okay, same thing. You, you, you fill yourself with the food and then that poor digestion have to work all night long. This will increase your cortisol, by the way. Okay, this will increase insulin. Your body is, is in a state of struggle. Okay, yes, you gave me that food. Thank you very much. Now I have to work all night long. You know, how lovely. And um, it's not fair. Just, you know, shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. And yes, yeah, sometimes, you know, there are nights, especially when it's cold and stuff, we want that little something. I get it. But again, then we need to be mindful. You know, a cup of hot tea, some herbal tea, chamomile, or a sleep tea can do wonders and like generally ward off that hunger okay i'm talking about personal experience and, and many many of my clients because hot stuff is good it kind of calm down digestion and also it fills down the, the the stomach so you actually don't don't feel that hunger just a little trick 
another thing if you really like you've done the tea you're like damn still hungry <laughs> like you know and i don't want that like cheese cracker and biscuit right you know what what is very good um and they've proven this actually eating a kiwi kiwi actually can help will help production of serotonin and will help uh, production of uh, um sleep uh, a sleep hormone okay so having a kiwi or having i mean if you really have to resort and you are not lactose intolerant a piece of cheese you know one that's square okay that will help again uh, uh, to kind of calm down the mind and, and, and help sleep just a little tips there you know you shouldn't go towards trying anything else as i said hot tea will help but there are these few things that maybe sometime to try just in case you're pushed to the limits but but fasting genuinely if anybody listening to this you know do little uh, research do you know or, or even contact me you know nutrition in mind if you google it you know it will be there there are so so many benefits and actually is it probably the easiest thing one can do all the things you're saying makes a lot of sense but I'm terrible with my meal times I don't usually eat breakfast till about half 10 11 in the morning don't really have a lunch and then I have a late meal so I don't eat till like 10 or half 10 at night so I'm absolutely completely the opposite of what you're asking everybody to do Lisa you know it's it's always there is a place and time for everything you know and 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 maybe listening something like this can kind of spur you in and, and and maybe bits and pieces will resonate right and and you know it's hard and i'm not saying you know it's easy it's it's a process as i said and what i what i see with the clients as well and i'm like you know this food is so versatile we go in a supermarket you know saint marie tesco you know marks spends thousands of items on the shelves right thousands upon thousands and then we end up with the shopping basket on repeat, you know, same old, same old. And, and you know, variety really is spice of life. And, and variety also, we need the variety to get different vitamins and minerals. You know, having the same food, we're actually risking some certain, uh, you know, food deficiencies, right? We might not get enough iron or enough B vitamins just because we're eating the same thing. That's a shame. There really is a shame. We really need to spice things up. And it's not easy. I get that. You know, I get that. I actually have my meals, my favorite meals. And I have, and I adding every time I adding to my list on the fridge so I can rotate and really be creative. But it takes a lot of effort, I have to say. Okay. But that's the effort I'm ready to make for me and my family because I get it. I know. And, and, um, you know, sooner we, we, we realize the better. Food is, and also seasonal stuff, right? This is the time, and nature is so clever, and that's what kind of gets nature is so clever. You know, come autumn, we're having the oranges, the lemons, the mandarins, right? And they are full of vitamin C. You know, it's seasonal. That's what, you know, God give us, if you like, the nature give us. We want to pack up that vitamin C to to prevent colds, you know, to, to fight viruses, COVID or, you know, whatever you need to fight. It's here. It's in the food and it's seasonal. Just a little tip there. You know, strawberries are for, you know, May, June, July. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, 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 you know, whatever is kind of in the season, have have the seasonal, just a little, little uh, talk there. I would just want a few things to say, foods about thyroid, okay? Because thyroid is the big one when we talk about sleep, when we talk about weight, right? Metabolic rate, the, the, the rate we burn our fats is actually controlled by thyroid gland. A lot of people are taking tyroxine, you know, or, or, or synthetic hormones. But uh, really to protect your thyroid, there are three simple things I'm going to share here that, that will help. I'm not saying this cure your thyroid <laughs> issues, no, but it will help. So Brazil nuts, for example, having three Brazil nuts per day will give you enough selenium to keep your thyroid in tip-top condition 
Okay, that everybody can do. You go next shopping, put that uh, a Brazil nut. Okay, I hope you nobody is a you know allergic to nuts. Okay, <laughs> so another thing is a seaweed. Seaweed having a seaweed or, or kelp. Okay, this is a little bit like a quiet taste, but you can get those seaweed little little containers and you can have it as a snack. Actually, it's like crisps. I got 10 years old, she loved seaweed. And now with her, actually, I start eating seaweed, which is amazing. It actually tastes really, really good. Okay. So seaweed contains iodine. And iodine is the mineral that needs to be present to create tyroxine. You need that for your health of your thyroid. Okay. Another one is coconut oil, actually. It, it boosts energy and uh, metabolic rate and help with your thyroid. Okay, these are three little tips. You can actually put it in your shopping basket now. <laughs> you know, practical stuff. Also, I want to say, so for uh, hormones, right? We talk about, uh, you know, a little bit of sleep, perimenopause, menopause here. So how to boost your estrogen naturally. I'm going to share a few tips here. By the way, estrogen is so, so important. So important. And we kind of in in perimenopause you start falling down that's natural process nothing to be ashamed of this is just what it is and that's okay when estrogen falls down we kind of start getting menopausal symptoms could be hot flashes could be night sweats okay these are the common ones but uh those ones are not just, uh, you know, symptoms that you get. We're talking about heart palpation, okay? That is the sign of low estrogen because there is a lot of estrogen receptors in our heart muscle, okay? And this is actually uh, uh, one of my thing in my 40s. I just hit the 40s. I was like having this heavy heart palpations at night. I actually thought I had a bloody heart attack, you know? I really was scared. I went to the GP, that ECG, everything normal, okay? And they were like, everything normal, discharge you, obviously, it's okay. And then I figured it out actually is due to estrogen, okay? And then another little bit unusual symptoms, just to just to kind of point out some of the women, um, crawling ant syndrome, that's another thing, you know, having cr uh, crawly feelings uh, uh, in the body, Um burning tongue, metal taste uh, in our mouth, uh, problem with the gums and the teeth, okay, that is also a sign of um, uh, falling estrogen, um, you know, not even to mention, you know, moodiness and like, <laughs> you know, uh, lost zest, zest of life, okay, that's the one that a lot of women experience, you know, nothing really excited that much you know you really need to go high to get you know do something like amazing to get excited that also sadly is a, a sign of uh, uh, estrogen uh, uh, falling down okay so it's not just hot flashes and and, and 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 you know night sweats there are many many symptoms and another one actually which is not that pleasant joint pain and I have this with a lot of clients. They they coming into my world and they're like, my joints are killing me, you know. And it's not arthritis, you know. They they done some blood tests. It doesn't show inflammation, but but they, they cannot go to gym, right? And there's a bit of a vicious cycle, right? Your joints hurt. You don't go to do your Pilates or yoga, and and then right everything is this catch twenty two here, okay? But the reason for that actually is uh, falling estrogen so so important the estrogen like seriously we need to find the way ways to put it back in our system like genuinely and as i said for some people will for some ladies will be hrt to to replace that uh, that lost estrogen and hrt as i said will be the solution depend on the person bit of genetic there but for some ladies um kind of natural ways to increase uh, estrogen is uh taking phytoestrogens 
okay? Phytoestrogens is a plant estrogens. So they kind of mimic our body estrogen. They bind to estrogen receptors. So we don't have those hot flushes. You know, we don't have nights where everything gets better, okay? Because we fill that receptors with plant-based estrogen. And uh, plant-based estrogen, one of the best one actually will be soya, soya products, okay? Because um, soya products is very high in those uh, phytoestrogens. And how you do that is basically, you know, having a tofu once a week, having a tofu uh, once or twice a week, edamame beans, I don't know, ladies, do you like those, right? Yeah. Edamame beans. Miso soup is, uh, is the uh, uh, fermented so soya. So these are, so if you're going to Kokoro, anybody like Korean, <laughs> Korean food, right? So if you're going any like Korean food or Japanese food, so you just order those. Have your miso soup as a starter, edama, edamame beans, you know, for like a side dish. Uh, uh, you know, have tofu, as I said, once a week, this will raise your estrogens, okay? Another thing that is um, very, very helpful to raise that estrogen is actually flaxseed, okay? It's kind of lignin family, but it still produces this phytoestrogen, okay? Having two tablespoons of milled flaxseed, it has to be you know, grinded in this coffee grinder because if you're having as a seeds, it doesn't work. It just goes through because body cannot break those seeds, okay, the, the shell. So having two, literally two teaspoons every single day of flaxseed, that will bump up your estrogen to a certain level. And that's something that literally everybody can do. Flaxseed is so, so good. You can put it over your soup. You can put it in your smoothie. You can add it to a yogurt, to your kefir. I'm actually big on probiotics because I'm actually, you know, doing a lot of, you know, stool testing, gut testings. We need probiotics, guys. So, so important for production of hormones and for your gut health, you know, constipation, diarrhea, bloating. We need those good probiotics. So, for example... And this is actually my favorite 3 p.m. estrogen boosting digestion regulating snack. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Two teas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So 100 mil. Like my half... pen is ready. <laughs> yes, Karen, <laughs> I see the pen. <laughs> so 100 mil of kefir, like like a half a glass of kefir two teaspoons of flaxseed oil, two prunes, and two figs. Or if you don't have figs, put like two, three prunes. Ladies, this, and this is this 3, 4 p.m., you're feeling that, that little bit of energy slam, right? You're going down. <laughs> Energy-wise, this is actually really, really good. It tastes great, by the way. You know, prunes give a little bit of sweetness. They're very good to help you regulate. Right? I'm sure you, you guys know prunes are, you know, famous for regulation, any constipation issues. They're brilliant. Kefir, it's good probiotic. You know, it's great, again, for digestion, to feed those little trillions of friendly bacteria who do so much they actually regulate your immune system they even regulate how you process sugars that there are a whole science now coming you know what those little you know friendly gut bacteria does it is absolute absolute brilliant and we need to support them on a daily basis like literally probiotic food every single day Okay, so as I said, probiotic foods that can be, you know, kefir, they're also dairy-free kefirs, just to let you know, ladies, those who, who, who don't do uh, dairy. So, you know, having a little bit of kimchi, that's your probiotic foods, having sauerkraut, I don't know if, the, if you ladies like it, or maybe it's a good time to try them. You know, apparently it takes 10 times to try something new 
for your taste buds to start liking that food. So, you know, and I really don't like them when people come to me and say, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, you don't like that. I mean, it's for children to say, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm a little bit like... You know? Send them away and tell them to try it nine more times and then <laughs> nine more times and come and, and, and talk to me and let's let's have discussion, right? You know, when my one and a half year old, you know, shake her head, I don't like it. You know, yeah, well, she's Keep still going. in kale, so yeah. you know. <laughs> think, yeah. Um, Angelica has so much information yeah. and yeah, free advice as well, which we really appreciate. Just really to give you the opportunity I know you touched a little bit on your business and what you do but yeah tell us really about what your business is and in case people do want to get in touch for more information yes yes of course as I said I'm functional nutritionist so I do I do a lot of testing and I started this you know a couple of years ago because I genuinely think that tailor-made nutrition is the way forward you know it doesn't always you know have to go that route but uh, yeah so I help people with, um, as I said, weight loss, hormones, and the gut health. But actually, weight loss should come last, really, because once you fix the hormones, once you fix the gut, actually, weight loss comes as a side product, okay? Can I just say that, you know? It's a, a lot of people come and they're like, oh, you know, it's I want to lose weight. Yes, correct, but let's fix the hormones, let's fix the, the gut and uh, really that's where I can help okay I have you know different programs and I have a few ways of working with people so yes can help people and also fertility as well as I as I mentioned and that's something that I'm working in the last couple of years a lot a lot of people coming because I actually had um, unexpectedly right you know after 10 years I was, uh, that was uh, my surprise thing, right? We tried for 10 years, nothing was happening. Even though I was doing everything right, nothing, you know, no baby. But then what I did, just a brief story here, I literally, I was like, okay, I, I teach what I preach. Let me just do, you know, what I'm doing to people. Let's just do full-blown testing, right? Let's do stool test, blood test, test my thyroid, just to check my thyroid, you know, check everything. And even though I thought, you know, I'm like tip top, you know, condition. Uh, funny enough, you know, I have a H. pylori, which is the bacteria in the stomach, you know, and I need to fix that. Uh, I have a little bit of issue with the gluten. My body was not reacting to gluten that well. I went gluten free, okay, for a while, uh, you know, fix the gut, take some microbials, there were some parasites, you know, there were things to fix, uh, done detoxing, when gluten-free, as I said, and literally within five months, at the age of 44, I got pregnant. And, uh, you know, I genuinely think that without doing that thorough, you know, thorough thing with myself, doing the testing, doing the right protocols, I generally don't think it will happen. And, and, and I give birth to an amazing, beautiful baby girl at 45. So yes, yes, anybody interested. And as I said, anybody over 40, anybody start struggle with fertility, PCOS, you know, all those kind of hormonal things, I'm, uh, I'm here to help. As you mentioned, also you work with corporate companies. So, just curious as to how that works. Yes, yes, Lisa. <clears throat> I actually work with with few corporate companies, and what I do for them, and I'm actually just going to do one. Um, it's six weeks uh, program, actually. So I do. Um, I I come for six weeks hour kind of lunch time. 12 to 1 and we have a zoom call and uh yes i talk about different topics i've done uh, obviously perimenopause menopause uh, gut health six weeks uh, gut health course i'm just doing actually um reversal of type 2 diabetes six weeks course i'm doing workshops obviously you know they workshops i'm doing talks especially on perimenopause menopause so kind of these are these are the main ways of, of working with corporates. It's actually a great way because you can reach a lot of people and, and, and educate really 
lot of people. I, I actually love doing it. So, yeah, thank you for asking, Lisa. This is, it's really encouraging to hear that companies are actually engaging in that way and recognising that health is actually really important to the success of their business. So I like that. They, it's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's still kind of an infancy, can I just say. It's, um, you know, it's quite lucky to get into those companies, but, you know, they don't necessarily, as I said, it's still process, you know, but, but it's definitely definitely happening and it's great and, and and then you realize genuinely they're like high profile people high paid people and you just realize i'm talking about you know nutrition we talk about this everyday kind of you know a, a healthier lifestyle and there is a lot of gaps to fill i must say and it I think it's important just just to educate those like clever, you know, successful people. You know, they they need to eat, <laughs> and they, you know they need to eat right. So, any corporate business is looking for nutritionists. I think it's fantastic. It's a wellness kind of um, a wellness program for companies. Yeah, to to talk to people about nutrition. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, Angelica, thank you. Thank you very much. Loads, loads of information. I'm going to go and raid my vitamin cupboard and dig out all the stuff that I've not touched for weeks. Um, do but it, yeah, we, we it, will, yeah, we will share um, about your business and in case anyone wants to get in touch. Um, but to everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, really hope you found it interesting and inspiring. Please download the rest of the series and keep an eye out for social media posts where you can listen again and see what's next. Um, please share with your colleagues and even let us know what you want to hear more of. You can get more involved with our LinkedIn group, IOR Women in RACHP, and help to spread the network and highlight women in our industry. Please do get in contact if you'd like to reach out about anything where we can support. Thank you. Thank you.